Hey gang, Craig here. Quick note before we start. At the beginning of last week's episode, Justin and I wanted to take a minute or two to go over the trailer that was recently released for the Netflix War for Cybertron series that'll be coming soon. And, well, we ended up spending about 40 minutes talking about it and other things as well. So we decided to release it to you as a bonus episode. You're welcome. Anyway, that'll explain why it maybe starts and ends a little little differently than it should. Anyway, enjoy. Welcome, Transformers fans, to Optimus Prime Time more than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Uh, delightful, Craig, and this is a fantastic special episode because this is the first episode, I think, in which you and I are both drinking. Which was not planned. Which was I don't no, think it was not planned. Until I literally so, uh, just made myself a little old-fashioned, and um, I have a Guinness uh, waiting as backup just in case. <laughs> and the cavalry needs to be called. <laughs> so normally, me and Craig record during the day, which yeah. means that I'm not drinking, and he sometimes is. <laughs> but then wildly um, hungover. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now it's a night episode, so we're gonna get shit house drunk. It's gonna be a three-hour episode. Uh, go ahead, play along at home. No, I'm kidding. But uh, if you hear ice uh, jingling around, that's what's going on. Yes. And then if I need to refresh my drink, I will probably put Craig on the spot and force him to entertain you for about 90 seconds. So, well, <laughs> no, I mean, turn around and share play. I did that to you last week, but for a completely it's different true. reason. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. One of my favorites. <laughs> Guys, you, never, you just never know what's going to happen with a couple of alcoholics on a podcast about toys that have been out for 35 years. You know what I mean? I, it's a good I, time. I, I, you could actually, yesterday I, I went and got a, you know, picked up some some Guinness and, and a little whiskey from the old uh, liquor store. And uh, it was the first time I had anything to drink since our, since we recorded last. So I'm just. Oh, that's funny. I'm, I remember because you texted once a week. You texted me and you're like getting ready for St. Pat's. And I was like, that's not going to make it to St. Pat's. <laughs> that's like, that's way I, too no, happy, I said happy Irish Heritage Month. I didn't say. Oh, that's, you're, celebrating, you're celebrating the first day of March. Yes, <laughs> basically, pretty much. Oh, man. So wait, uh, before we get into everything, obviously, uh, let people know that you, obviously you're probably listening to this on one on something already. But just in case you don't know, we are available on uh Apple Podcasts, not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Play Podcasts as well as Stitcher and Spotify. And uh, if you are listening to us on the old Apple thing, I think that's still the number one uh, platform for people to listen to on podcasts. Please uh, rate and review us. Please subscribe. Please pass it along. Tell your friends. And a great way to, to follow along is to follow us on Instagram. If you're on the old Instagram, we are at OPT Podcast. You can also like us at Facebook.com slash OPT Podcast. And uh, it'll show up right in your feed when we have a new episode up. And uh, we're putting some of you know, my new artwork. When I do any new uh, Transformers drawings or paintings, I post that up. And that is always for sale. And uh, T-Public designs and whatnot. And, uh, and just, you know, throwing up some little memes and stuff here. I actually went to the American Museum of Natural History last week and decided just for fun to take a picture of myself in front of the meteorite like the dinosaurs. But uh, like the Dinobots, I should say. And, uh, and actually to take some photos of the, like, fossils, the... Dinobots are based on, but the uh, American Museum of Natural History in New York does not have uh, swoop. They have no pterodons. <laughs> no pterodons. You should have uh, you should have taken a pistol and fired it at the meteorite to get a sample. You know, yeah, that's the only way to take it. it was, honestly, I'm pretty sure if you if you fired a gun at that thing, it would ricochet off and kill somebody. <laughs> it is 100. It is it is like something like 97 percent iron and a little bit nickel. The uh, the Willamette. Have you ever have you ever been there? The Willamette 
as from the Willamette Valley in Oregon, which is where it was found. Uh, meteorite, one of the most famous meteorites in the world. And you can go and you can touch it. You can slap it. It's just a giant hunk of metal. There's no, it doesn't glow. <laughs> it's not perfectly round. It doesn't have okay, any said, energies or instability. Okay, he said you can touch it and you can slap it. You can do both, guys. You can slap it around. You can call yeah. it names. You can insult it. You can say whatever you like to it. Doesn't really. It has no feelings. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Haber remains to be proven, but sure, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> you round earthers don't think the rocks have any emotions, but I'm telling you. All right, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, um, we did want to point out after, um, despite all the many places you can check us out, that the uh, new trailer came out for the Siege Netflix show, which is very exciting. Everybody's been talking about that for a long time. The we first seen... part of the Transformer War for Cybertron oh. trilogy coming on. Yes. On from the and, same uh, people who did the uh, what was it the uh, the Prime, the Prime Wars, Wars the Prime Wars yep. trilogy, which I started rewatching again just in preparation, and uh, man, the beginning of that is a slog. <laughs> it is the uh, it, it gets better as it goes on, but that also means it starts off pretty bad with Combiner Wars, which are like oh. five minute episodes and pretty low budget for where they're going to go. I mean. Uh, yeah, we could go about that. We, I think me and Craig decided we're going to do our own rundown podcast for that. Maybe that run of shows. We're kind of working it out. but um, Some sort of bonus episode thing. Yeah, we'll put yeah that exactly. In. We're going to do yeah. some one-offs and stuff like that. We want to cover some we, of the kind of – And we will be recapping the, the Netflix series whenever it does air. And, we'll, yeah. we're, again, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do that as well, if we're just going to maybe take a mid-season. Because it doesn't say when this is actually airing. It just says no. soon. Soon. <laughs> and that there's six episodes at 20 minutes each, which is pretty short. But – 22. Not bad. I mean, 22 minutes each. Exactly. So not not the worst. I think uh, I want. I might be wrong about this. I know. Honestly, Combiner that's was, the that's the same length without commercials that the original series was. Yeah, pretty much. And I think Combiner Wars was like 10 five minute episodes. Yeah, and something I like think, that. Yeah, and I think uh, Power of the Primes and Titans Return were both like 10 minute episodes for like six. So it's all about an hour. It's about an hour runtime from. So this will be the longest thing we've seen, which is cool. Um, I'm excited for it. It's a little bit weird coming. It's because it's from the makers of the Prime Wars trilogy, but it takes place before all that stuff, like way but before not, all that. Stuff. It's the beginning. It's the origins of the Transformers universe. Yep. The but, whole. Uh, only one of the original, only one of the showrunners is coming back. The uh, the uh, animation studio Rooster Teeth. Uh, I don't think it was Rooster Teeth when they started it, but that's what the animation studio became. Yeah. Uh, they're working on it. F.J. DeSantos is the showrunner. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know we had new showrunners because the animation well, he, style. He worked, he worked on the original, and he's the only one of like, the three main creatives oh, okay. coming back to work with Netflix, presumably at a higher budget. Um, Hopefully. Jeez. I mean, that was the only downside. And, of <laughs> course, it is. Uh, yeah. So the, the little show, the little description they give is uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Siege begins in the final hours of the devastating civil war between the Autobots and Decepticons. The uh, war that has torn apart hours. their home planet of Cybertron is at a tipping point. I'm betting I'm betting this is going to cover and maybe retcon everything that the video games did, which was uh, Fall of Cybertron and War for Cybertron. And possibly the novels as well, or maybe a little yes. bit. Yes, the novels do overlap. That, yeah. It gets weird because we don't want to get too far in the weeds with continuity because it does get crazy with uh, Transformers. And but... I wonder if this is sort of like a, you know, new 52 DC rebirth, you know, like comic, like we're just starting over, cleaning the slate. I think I think that's exactly what it is. I yeah. think. Because they've had, I mean, it, we were just talking about it, but there's no aligned continuity for Transformers. There's kind of one through line, which is supposed to be, you know, the 
um, the the video games slash books leading into what the movies do, and then they kind of suggest that the cartoon may. I think it's supposed to be like Transformers Prime. I think it was supposed to. It was exactly, all fit exactly. That. You got it. Yeah, that's right. It's a uh, so it's supposed to be the two games slash books because the books kind of cover the same thing. And then once they get to um, once they get to Earth, it's Transformers Prime, and then that feeds into the movies. Is the idea. Although if you watch Transformers Prime, obviously it does not feed into the movies. At some point, it goes off <laughs> on its own, which is great because uh, in my opinion, Transformers Prime is probably the best original transformers property in the last like 15 years maybe i'm trying to think of something better but um, at least i mean more than yeah that, maybe probably. even more because it's better than energon and armada uh yeah, I think energon and Amar- armada i could not get into there to yeah. me there was just like anime children's show there was like really yeah. like really for for kids you know yeah robots in disguise was the worst one out of those and that was like four well kids, uh Cap- four. No, what's what's the uh, the rescue? The first robots, robots in disguise. That's the Not real. The second. <laughs> no, the rescue robots is the real one made. Oh for yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but there's. I like, auditioned to do a character on that too. I can't remember who it was. That's right, I remember. Um, but yeah, that's so. It's a it's a weird thing. Prime was great for me. Prime has a really good ending too. It definitely gets away from the movies. But so I remember, I remember when Combiner Wars came out. Everybody was very excited just because it was like an, it was the first adult targeted transformers property even though when you watch it it's still pretty dumbed down so i was like well they didn't do as much with this as it could have um so well, i'm still for children uh, they, exactly. they needed to work on both levels well here, here's the thing i i would argue it is not for children whatsoever i'll tell you that right now wait I which one the, which uh any of them uh the prime war well, all the prime war stuff oh and, the prime war stuff i thought you were talking still about prime i'm sorry no 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 yeah i'm saying i think that i mean, listen i think every transformers property at best even cyber cyberverse is you know 60 percent kids 40 percent adults even those because they're putting guys like tarn and the Decepticon justice squad in cyberverse and no eight-year-old gives a fuck about that they did not read the idw comics and they don't understand what it is <laughs> those are just shout outs drift is in the cyberverse show and he's a cool character, but I mean, like, there's not. That's obviously for people in their 40s, right? So yeah. every Transformers property, every Transformers toy is at least partially marketed towards adults. But the Prime well, Wars I, trilogy was supposed to be 100% for adults, with like a, maybe a tinge of kids in there. That said, there's still sort of th- those shows kind of struck me as like, what's my audience? It, sometimes it's smart, sometimes it's dumb. Um, they're pulling in weird, obscure references. Sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. So I'm very interested to see what they do with the Siege show. I do think the Cybertron era of the Transformers is probably the most interesting and least yeah. talked about era there. It's really fucking cool what happens, and it's really been relegated to books and some video games. I mean, the, who Optimus Prime is before he becomes Optimus Prime is really interesting, right? Like, Although this, is, in this one, apparently he is. I don't think we're getting Orion Pax. I think he is Optimus Prime. This is... I hope I, I think I, I think that I heard that as well. And that's a bit of a bummer. And I know this show is trying to re, really center on like we're selling toys. So they're, you know, the characters in the show are available, uh, you know, for sale. There's no Although like, it's odd because this is a line of toys that's been out and it's already been like the toys are kind of acting as a spoiler to the show. Cause well, yeah. Being... And also to your point, I'm talking some serious toy shit right here, but uh, Siege just ended. Uh, wave three of siege is over and now we're and now in earth rise started exactly yeah. which is obviously takes place on earth which is cool and a lot of people wanted that for but a long time but it kind time. of spoils the ending of yeah the, it is of, it is a bit odd first, we know what's going to happen at the end of the, the war well, yeah, for and, siege. i mean if and, you're if you know anything about the transformers you could probably course, assume yeah. that they're going to end up on earth for at sure. some point but, <laughs> but it is a bit strange that they're selling like you know i, I mean there's there's still some uh, optimists and megatrons left from siege in the stores but not a lot 
And yeah. there's there's no you know mirage, there's no mirages. Bumblebees in the show. They they still haven't made a bumblebee toy for Siege or Earthrise yet. So which is surprising um, the way they try to shove bumblebee down your throat. <laughs> yeah, it really is fucking like, surprising. Yeah, we got a cliff jumper before a bumblebee, which is pretty a surprise. The last bumblebee cool. to be made in the main line, not the masterpiece line, was Titan's Return, which we got a little legend scale guy. But, um, I wonder if that was if that was a conscious choice because they didn't want the Bumblebee Siege toys to confuse people or take away from the Cyberverse and especially the Bumblebee movie toys. I think exactly because those are all yeah. around the same time. The first sort of like that because I've been rewatching the Justice League uh, cartoons on DC Universe oh, and yeah. it's the it, best superhero show of all time. But it, oh, yeah. the thing that sucks about it is because they were doing this new Batman cartoon show at the same time like the batman oh they that did shitty want, batman they, yeah yeah they didn't want you know it's it once you start getting into it and you get past like barefoot rasta hair joker it gets, yeah. it's, it gets better <laughs> it's not bad but the it's problem is i think they were doing that at the same time that justice league was on the air so in order to keep it from being confusing or whatever i don't know whatever for whatever reason dc and warner brothers said like basically outside like the joker and harley you couldn't use any of the batman villains yeah, and crazy, the Justice League, yeah, <laughs> he's got like the best rogues gallery of all time. But uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Storylines ever have been when Superman has to deal with the Joker, which some of my favorite yeah. DC storylines ever because it's like as much as Batman is rigid and like the antithesis of the Joker, man, Superman really is the fucking opposite. He's not smart. He's not creative. He doesn't get chaos at all. So like, I, you know, who knows what it could have been? But like, man, I would have loved to see some Mark Hamill on Superman action in the animated universe back in the day, man. That would have been pretty fucking cool. Well, they have the two episodes where he pops up. They have the yep. one where he's in Vegas and the other one where he's uh, with Lex Luthor. But, um, yeah, so I, I think there was a similar sort of thing going on with the toy lines with Bumblebee coming out the same time they were doing this siege thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to concentrate on the movie, and I think that's probably why you didn't see that That for, for once in the last 20 years, uh, the Transformers were not shoving Bumblebee down our throat. I know, which is amazing. But is it? And I know we gotta get into the show, so we'll, we'll put a timestamp, by the way, on this in the description, so you guys know when we're kind of like moving on to the, <laughs> the meat of the episode. And by we, you mean me? Yes, by Craig, we'll do all that and all. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming. Listen, if you're if you're the type of person who's gonna, I actually, well, I wonder. I I'd like to once our audience is growing, and we appreciate all of you, and, and it's nice to, yes. to look at the numbers and see Welcome that there the are board, everybody. that there are people actually listening. Is fun, yes. but yes. um. I wonder what the overlap is to people who just grew up with the Transformers and loved watching the original show and just are happy, like, reliving that, and then the people who are still into it and still follow along. Absolutely. You know what? Actually, you guys want to comment on any of our social media posts. We'd love to get your thoughts and opinions. We can kind of circle back around on it next week because it's a really big event for, uh, like, lifelong Transformers fans because there's a new show. This is the most mainstream new show they've had for a long time. And that's trying to really recapture, like, that mm-hmm. G, you take the G1 characters and do them well. Like, all the yep. shit we make fun of here every week. Like, yeah, cannot exactly. do that. Yeah, and uh, basically they, they, they... To treat this mythology that we love with some sort of respect, yes. you know? It's, it would seem that Hasbro wisely noticed that the first 90 seconds of the Bumblebee movie is the <laughs> best thing they've made in Transformers in the last fucking 30 years. And that's what people want. So uh, we're finally getting some version of it. I really do feel like how how this show performs is going to determine kind of the future of the mainstream franchise, where the films go, all that kind of stuff. It feels to me like they pulled off the films a little bit to kind of test some stuff out because a bunch of stuff was announced and nothing's being made right now. So that's kind of where I feel like we're at 
in terms of uh, fans of a franchise. But it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, that said, if you love Transformers, man, you got to stream this show. You got to stream this show. You got to show them that we're here and we're into the product. Even if it's garbage, man, just watch it three times and we'll shit on it for you. Don't worry. But <laughs> if you like Transformers, you want to see it come back in the G1 way that we all want it to come back, go watch the show. Let's get this movement going so we can get some movies for us. Finally, after 35 fucking years, let's get some movies made for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially, well, uh, yeah, and I, th- I think that's w- what we're starting to see a little bit, especially with the toy line and starting, uh, you know, what they're doing with this Netflix show. And it's interesting. So the rest of the uh, synopsis for this show is they, uh, you know, the war that has torn apart their home planet of Cybertron is at a tipping point. Two leaders, Optimus Prime and Megatron, both want to save their world and unify their people, but only on their own terms. In an attempt to end the conflict, Megatron is forced to consider using the AllSpark. So they're bringing that back. The ah, source of all Spark. life and power God on Cybertron it. to, quote, reformat the Autobots, thus, quote, unifying Cybertron. Outnumbered, outgunned, and under siege, all caps. The <laughs> battle-weary Autobots orchestrate a desperate series of counter-strikes on a mission that, if everything somehow goes right, will end with an unthinkable choice. Kill their planet in order to save it. And I think we know how that's going to end because the second part yeah. is called Earthrise. So. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, and also, it's kind you know, of the opposite. It's kind of uh, the end of this episode. To kill their planet in order to save it. Uh, that sort I of. I was uh, going to say, yeah, this yeah, is a it's how very, this very similar ends. to. Uh, yeah, actually, let's let's just go on and get into it because Ultimate Doom is awesome. Well, I do first... want to touch on a few things. Oh, for what, did you see the trailer? What did you think of the trailer? We didn't even talk oh, about that. <laughs> I liked the trailer. I thought it was. Here's my thing: is that um, I think it's a fine trailer. I think it missed the mark in, in in the sense that it doesn't really uh, attract new people. Like to me, you know what I mean. Like if I was someone who hadn't seen Transformers forever and I was like, why do I give a shit? Yeah. Um, it didn't really seem to jump out or like throw anything cool in there. I think one shot of like a Metroplex or a Fort Max or some Titan, probably a Mega Supreme. He's probably in the show. Something like that, just show some scale and kind of be like, oh yeah, or like even Devastator, something to kind of remind people what they were, because it's really just uh, Megatron, Optimus, and Bumblebee. There's not a lot of other super. Well, there's a lot of Ultra Magnus in there. There's a lot of Magnus in there, which I'm not super a fan of. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't there's mind. One, one of the one of the female Autobots from the uh, original, you know, from the episode that's coming up uh, later on next season, I believe, when they see they go back to Cybertron, uh, they they've got a couple of you. I, I can't remember what her name is. Etheria, something like. Or, yeah, or but she, not uh, not RC, which is really surprising because RC appears. Yeah, or in or Windblade, who's they've tried to shove down our throat yes. at, as much as Bumblebee. That's true, and like, but I'm getting even nerdier. I mean, I'm gonna be even nerdier than some of our listeners right now, and you, and everyone else on the planet right now, because I know that Windblade shouldn't come into the continuity until much later when they go to Camius and they see that like, oh, it's one of the Cybertron colonies are actually still active, which of course they don't know until the war has ended. So forget all that. So she uh, should okay, not so appear, fun. but. I did think it was strange that RC, right? I know. <laughs> I did think it was strange that RC didn't make an appearance just because, like I said, she's in the the movie. The Bowlby movie has Braun, RC, uh, Ironhide. Isn't she in the new toy line? She's getting a new Earthrise toy. And Earthrise, she's one yes. Of the, she's one of the new announced Masterpiece toys. The Her and Tiger. I'm sure she'll show up just she wasn't in the trailer. I but we do. We, we get to see Megatron, you know, talking to legions of, uh, yeah. you know, like having a sort of, uh, you know, whether you want to call it a Trump or Bernie Sanders moment, <laughs> he's having his rally with legions of loyal Decepticons uh, happy to join his cause. And there's a scene where you see Ultra Magnus walking up, and they're all at, they're basically the Decepticons are recreating a sort of Last Supper. They're at this long day, it's this long table, and uh, we see Skyfire there at the end, one yeah. end with a Decepticon logo. So that's kind of that was my favorite part. Um... 
by far. Here's interesting. And by the way, we do have to go to the episode. I know. So we'll, we'll try to breeze through this. But Here's, um, listen, yeah, I'm not in any Russia. <laughs> no, I know. I'm always I'm always trying to keep this on time because I'm. But here's the thing. I know me and Craig enough to know we could do a six hour episode on one podcast, one episode of Transformers. It's, yes. It's the depth of our love. <laughs> I I will say that um I like that because there's in the in the IDW comics which we reference sometimes on the show and I will eventually make Craig read and they're the, probably the best. I've read some of them. I haven't read a lot because there's so much, and they, you know what they 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 jump all over the place. But I've I've yeah, there's hundreds I I of. The, I'm familiar with the beginning of it. Yeah, it, it's 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 very good, and and we'll kind of always be referencing that. But um, in that continuity, it's obviously a lot more adult. So um, they're kind of referencing things from there. Um, kind of lost my train of thought on this one. <laughs> but anyway, talking about the trailer and the characters, Hound gets some stuff. Uh, Bumblebee gets his moment where he's still like they got a sound alike for like Will Friedel, who was doing his voice on the last few series, to who was also uh, yeah. uh in the in the uh, DCAU. He was Batman Beyond. He was Terry McGinnis. Um, yeah. uh, and they got they got they not get Peter Cullen, but they got a guy who sounds kind of like Peter Cullen. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I know that's a bit sacrilegious, but the man is like, what is he fucking like, eighty-two? I mean, good God, we gotta I don't start think getting. I don't think he's that old, but he's, he's pretty old, man. I'm gonna look it up. But here's the thing: we gotta, we gotta start getting, we gotta get a new Prime. Um, in the Power of the Primes trilogy, they do have uh Optimus Maximal as like a or Optimus Primal as like another character, and then they kind of do his. I think it's the same guy from Beast Wars, or it's some guy doing an impression of him. Yeah. But I also like that version of Prime. He's also pops up in Robots in Disguise. He does a couple things. He's the other Optimus Prime. He doesn't get remembered the same way, but that guy's very good. Um, he's been the secondary Prime for a long time, and this guy, this new guy, seems to be doing kind of a mesh between the Beast Wars Optimus Primal and the classic G1 Prime. But of course, me and Craig have talked about this off air a lot. You know, I love, I love the sound of Peter Cullen doing Optimus Prime, and these 1984 cartoons are amazing. But the older that guy gets, I mean, let's be honest, man. You know, he doesn't sound much like Optimus Prime anymore. He sounds like a wheezy old Prime. The same thing happened with Frank sort Welker when they tried to bring him back. It's just you can't. Be sort of voice. like when you hear James Earl Jones doing when they brought him back to do Darth Vader. Exactly. In, uh, in Rogue exactly. One. And it's like, man, he's, man, he got old. Well, yeah, as happens to us all. Yeah. Jake Fushi, F O U S H E E. Now, here's the thing. I actually have an issue with uh, outside of the Prime, who I think, he, I think he does a pretty good Prime. But um, overall, I'm not crazy. All the voices, this is my problem with. With a lot of what we we get going on these days in in cartoons, they're not picking a lot of the classic you know cartoon voice actors. They're they're unmemorable. None of the voices stand out. They just yeah, seem like regular. You, if you hear one, with the exception of the guy doing the prime, if I were to just play you like a line, you wouldn't know who the hell yeah. it was. Even you if you watch the it? series, even if you watch the series You're and right. you watch the whole thing, at the end of it, I could be like, who said this? And you you wouldn't necessarily recognize the voices. And that's a problem I think with the whole voiceover animation industry you know what and now that you mentioned that's a fucking great point greg god damn it you just gave us five more minutes but (laughs) that's a fucking because here's the thing that's what i love about transformers prime is that every character has its own kind of signature voice the megatron in there is very nuanced also beast wars the megatron of beast wars is very signature you know what i mean um that's a really good point and then even as we're watching these g1 episodes like i forgot how much i liked the voice of thundercracker he does like a few characters but he's got kind of a Brooklyn style. Even Skywarp. Frank, like, doesn't Frank Welker? Frank Welker does either uh, Thundercracker or Skywarp. But a I lot of a lot of the Skywarp, yeah. a lot of the voice actors on the original Transformers were doing multiple characters. So part yeah. part of it was they had to make them sound you exactly. know, different. 
they have well, and to do they know, And they know it's a low-budget show, so they don't have, like, this huge visual thing going on where it's, like, amazing and no one cares. So it's really important to the point where, like, you can see when they miss color seekers because you know that guy's voice. Like, obviously, yeah, Starscream exactly. is iconic. But, like, when it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be Thundercracker and Skywarp talks instead, you can tell because they're all different enough. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with that on the uh, for a long time on the shows. That's not been a priority. And I didn't really jump out at me either. Um I'm hoping we get surprised by that, you know what I mean? But it it does kind of seem like with Transformers over the over the last 20 years or so, with Prime as the exception, they're very concerned with who they cast for Megatron and Optimus, and after that, they don't give a shit. Uh, well, and, uh, I will say Prime was the exception, though. I mean, they had Cullen and Welker doing uh, doing Prime mm-hmm. and Megatron, but they had Jeffrey Combs as Ratchet, who was also another Justice League. He was the question on Justice League Unlimited, and he was great. He's got a great, unique, I, I, immediately identifiable voice. Kevin Michael Richardson is another uh, who did uh, Bulkhead, is another great uh, voice actor who's done, like, you've, you, if you've watched any bit of animation in the last 15, 20 years, you've probably heard Kevin Michael Richardson's oh, yeah. voice. Prime and is, uh, Steve Prime Bloom. Is Steve Bloom is another one. Steve Bloom, I think, also did the voice of um, uh, Zeb um, on uh, Star Wars Rebels. He did the voice of Starscream on Prime. And, uh, you know, these are great. These are guys that think this is their job. They do it. You know, they know they they know how to make these characters stand out. They know how to be memorable. And it's this weird thing going on right now in voice acting and animation is there's two things going on. One, they'll either throw a bunch of money at names, at celebrities, just to have the, the celebrity doing it, even if they're not necessarily going to be better. And it's something, it's, it's an issue I have with the DuckTales reboot on Disney+, Plus, is that they got basically a lot of like, you know, like improv and sketch comics to do these voices. And some of them are really good, and some of them they just sound like, you know, improv and sketch comics. They're not really giving, yeah, bringing any like problem. iconic or memorable, you know, memorableness to the, uh, to the part. And the yes. other problem is when they're not throwing money at names, they don't want to spend shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so for they're sure. getting just av- like, well, so this uh, girl, Amanda, a uh, girl, woman, lady, I don't know, Amanda <laughs> posted in one of the uh, Facebook groups I follow Transformers uh, Generation 1 G1 uh, Facebook group. Not a she bad writes, one. She writes, I got to meet Peter Cullen and Frank Welker this weekend. What a treat. They were both super nice. Also, Cullen has some very strong opinions about the upcoming Netflix show and his not being included. Can't say I blame him. Learn some interesting stuff about the Bumblebee movie, too, if anyone is interested. So she she writes back updates. It's like a lot of re- a lot of requests. Cullen is part of an actor's union. The Netflix series is non-union. Oh, wait, did she just call SAG an actor's union? <laughs> That's There's some mysterious actor's union. It's fucking SAG, dude. They have their own awards. It's fine. It might be. No, he might He might not be a SAG. Oh, there wait. That's right. There's, voice actors aren't in SAG, right? That's yeah. right. I forgot. Well, no, you can, you, you can be both. There are people who are both. Uh, there is a voice guy. I'm not a member of the voice actors. Wait, if you're a voice acting guild, you get sagged. Now we're getting really fucking inside the show. I don't know. I, I, you know what? The thing is, I, 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 fucking, I, I do voiceover work, and I don't know because everything That's I do true. is non-union. But the thing is, yeah, I, mean, I, I was so, uh, I was sag eligible, by the way. I was sag uh, eligible. I'd point that out right now because it was the highlight of my old career. You and I, <laughs> you and I, were both for the same thing, I believe. Maybe was it the same thing? Was it the the, shower uh, thing? the showering? Oh, uh, was that the? Yeah, it was. It was the same thing. Yeah. So YouTube showering with strangers. If you want to see Justin and I shirtless, <laughs> and that. not together, yeah. not together, no. but in the that same would be short more flattering than what happened. And these, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, we might be we might be punch for punch right now. But at the time, there was a Craig looked much better in the shower than I did. Oh, man. <laughs> at the time, it was uh, no. I, I, I started looking out again. I'm getting better. But uh, oh, there you go. Hey, me too. So we're going to we're, we're, we're trying to hit. All right. Anyway, so she, so she writes this about the Netflix. So that's I think is 
might explain one of the issues that I have with the voices is that they are gone with non-union people, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. But I, I, I just feel like it's very their voices are very nondescript. But here's something industri- interesting she says about the Bumblebee movie. And um, so they only wanted to pay him for one day of work on the movie. So but obviously they need something, you know, for all the scenes and they need someone yeah. to keep coming into it. So they had someone else. So here's what I'm quoting her now. Amanda on Transformers wait, Generation wait, can 1. I, can I guess? Can I guess what you're about to say? Sure. All right. I think you're going to tell me that they hired him to say the lines, but they hired someone else to go to like, the grunts and yells. Yeah. Yeah. All that shit. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she writes, so they had someone else fill in until they finalized it. Cullen had to match that person's performance in order for it to match the pacing slash animation. Essentially, he was forced to do an impression of someone doing an impression of him. This very much <laughs> irritated him as many of the lines he would have delivered in a different way. So if any, any of his delivery feel, feels off to you, that's why. That's what she says. That's what she well, says. Listen, he told her at this con when she met him. Okay, fine. Listen, I'm, I'm, I feel very... Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to offend some people. I feel bad for this uh, voice actor in his 70s who's made fucking millions and millions of dollars doing... Let's be honest, a very easy job. All right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, this guy was in fucking two Michael Bay movies last night. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, Age of Extinction, which were... Literally, like, uh, trashing the character that he grew up, and he didn't grow up, but he, he with us growing up, he kind of formed this, a character, right? Yeah. So he was doing these lines with Optimus Prime saying he's going to kill humans, and he wasn't like, I'm not going to do this because this is fucking up the whole character. He was just like, I didn't agree with it, but I did it anyway. So fuck him, man. Like, he's not standing on his principles. It doesn't mean anything to him. The, the no, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's standing on the principles. I don't think, I, he wasn't standing on the principles. He was literally saying, I want to get paid for, you know, I'm not doing... You know, he was literally saying, this is what I get paid. And they say, we can't afford that. We can only do one day of work. But I think like, like but it will. But it would affect your performance if you're like, yeah, you know, you want to do, you know, if you're like, I would have delivered it this way, but I had to deliver the line that way. I mean, having nothing to do with the quality of his voice as an old age person. So I will bet bet you and everyone listening to this podcast that no one saw Bumblebee and at any point, at any point had any quote. Remotely thought of being like, you know, Peter Cullen's really not putting his all into this. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't even fucking notice. You know what I did? Is he said no, six lines. <laughs> no, that's the fucking point, dude. He like honestly, like I, I love this dude, and like when he's doing, uh, you know, uh, last night or some shit when he's doing the whole fucking movie, like absolutely, that's huge, man. But this motherfucker's in three scenes. He's in three scenes, and in two of those scenes, he's got one actual line, and every other line is gah, meh. So whatever, man. I'm sorry that your last little thing. I just, I just don't feel bad. Well, for he this does. Guy. He does have to give one of those um, like uplifting Optimus Prime monologues. Which at is one probably point. the first thing they recorded, because it's the only <laughs> thing he says of any meeting. He's like, "The others are coming, whatever, whatever." And then he says the very first line, "B twenty three, what are you gonna do?" Blah blah blah. And then after that, it's just Grr, no. That, it, well, you know, when he's uh, when he's the hologram, when they find him later, and he has to give the whole, ah, that's you right, know, that's like. Right. Bumblebee, we need you to come to Earth and save people, and I'm Optimus Prime, and I'm here just, just to, just to remind the audience that I'm still here, and that it's not all about a girl, re, re, you know, reclaiming her love for diving. <laughs> It really is just like that fucking movie. I love that movie. I really do think it's a good movie, by the way. Even the parts yes, of that, fine. I think it's a very good movie, but it's so goddamn tantalizing because they almost give you exactly what you want, and then they just taught you with it the whole fucking movie. And you're like, well, next time, next time, maybe we'll make the movie you want. Oh, I just, it's so annoying. But <laughs> I also, I just, 
I, I've been getting annoyed at Peter Cullen for a while because I get the sense that he's very expensive. And I get it because it's voice acting and he's established one character for 40 fucking years or whatever it is. So it's, it's amazing. But at the same time, like he doesn't sound like Optimus Prime to me. He sounds like an old man. And he really turned me off on uh, last night in Age of Extinction when he was he was coming off in the press and being like, this is who Optimus Prime is. I'm like, well, you fucking read the lines, asshole. So you don't get to you don't get to sit here and be like, oh, I thought it was a shitty choice. Well, you made it, too, man. You co-signed it. So. Yeah, but, you know, once you kind of sign the contract and you're in there, you think like, you know, like there, there was a there was a bit of an issue with that with like Mark Hamill, too, with the last Jedi and Skywalker. Yeah, sure, and Mark then, walked some of that back. But it was like it's the sort of thing like you sign up for it and then you're there and you're like, well, shit, now I got to do it. Yeah, but then part of the job is keep your fucking mouth shut. Like if that's yeah. what, if you sign the contract, and by the way, I don't believe that Peter Cullen signed a contract with like you know uh, Megal Bay made three shitty ones in a row, but this one's gonna be great. Like he knows what he's doing. He's cranking out horse yes, shit. He bro. knows. Yeah, he knows. So it's like you know, I just I don't feel bad for this guy, and I also I do I don't want to empathize with Hasbro because they're a gigantic corporation, but I do in the sense get where they're coming from, where it's like man, this guy's getting older and older. He wants a ton of money. He doesn't even fucking sound like his prime anymore. It's just that like. We have to appease the fans. And I do love Peter Cullen. I don't want to, like, denigrate him because I know there's, like, huge fans listening. And I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I love and, I, and I listen. I, and I just want to say specifically as a host of a new Transformer podcast trying to get off the ground and, <laughs> a, and, and, a, and an artist who does Transformer work and, and a guy who's a, a year and a half into his voiceover career. I love you, Peter. I got no bad words to say at all. I love you too, Pete. It's real garbage ass. I, will, me, so. um, I will kiss every established voiceover voiceover actor's ass. Absolutely. And by the way, let me let me clean up a little bit. I'm not saying what he's done isn't great. I'm just saying that like at this point in the franchise, I think I think Transformers fans are in a weird place. We want to like get that respect for the G1. We want to kind of see the movie we always wanted, like literally since 1986. We really want that to happen. But we're kind of stuck in this position where we want it. We really want the same show they made 35 years ago, and they're not going to do it, right? So well, we want it done just like you know. We want it done perfectly. Made made they, with no, with some sort of effort behind it. Right, right. <laughs> they, they're. In, I, I do get where they're at. They they need to get us involved. Listen, honestly, what they want is they want me to bring my son and have him watch this with me and have and both of you love. Him. Exactly. That's what and, they're going. For. And that's the same sort of quandary that Disney's in right now with Star Wars. Yes. And that they somehow managed to completely avoid. And I think Kevin Feige maybe deserves like a Nobel Prize for this, that like the the MCU and what he did with Marvel, like didn't like somehow pleased everybody like and Star Wars has not been able to figure that out at all. Yeah. Uh, By the way, and, and and that's where Transformers is right now, because honestly, it is that. I mean, the fact that we're doing this, I mean, like, granted, there's people you're there's probably a podcast for every there's a podcast and a blog for every old piece yeah. of ip especially from the 80s there's probably a jason the wheel warriors uh <laughs> <laughs> and by the way i did mention that i'm drinking so i'm probably not this passionate about peter cullen at like two o'clock on a sunday <laughs> but monday night at, at nine yeah, yeah, oh like you're not cullen. drinking at two o'clock on a sunday <laughs> <laughs> i'm recovering it's totally different <laughs> but uh, uh to be honest i think we should do this as its own episode and then we could do the ultimate doom, but you know we're like a half hour. We should just do this. We're, we're, we're in a bonus. We're in bonus episode territory now. I think the listeners will. Uh, All right, we'll stick with us. We'll stick with us on this live showbiz, folks. How the sausage is made right now. You're seeing it. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> What are we going to cut the episode? All right. It's well, then, not, uh, well, we'll we're doing like – this will be like Joe Rogan. It's going to be four hours long. And, uh, you know, we'll try to sell you – and at the end, but we're not going to try to sell you CBD oil. Don't worry. Oh. Um, 
No, but me and Craig will be endorsing a candidate. So get ready, guys, because we're gonna. No, I'm kidding. Um, My candidate. No. No, that, 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 don't even don't even joke. Fuck it. <laughs> not getting that, dude. I'm not even. Optimus Prime. That's all going on. There you go. That's the one we can all understand. Well, listen. I think uh, to kind of table this and move on to the episode. If you had a, if you had to put a one in ten, if you like, what do you predict you're gonna be at by the end of those six episodes? Like, how good do you think this is gonna be by the end? If you had to guess. Um. I, you know, honestly, what I'm thinking is, I, I really think it's just gonna be a thing where at the end, I'm not expecting to love it. And I don't think I'm going to hate it. I'm just going to be like, all right, it was cool. Like, I that was something I kind of wanted to. I think, you know, if you saw G.I. Joe Resolute, yeah, where it wasn't <laughs> anything, where it wasn't anything like, like, oh, man, that was so great. That was the G.I. Joe I was always waiting for. It was just like, all right, that was cool. That was cool. And all right, that was, you know, I, I didn't waste my time. <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I, I didn't love it either. I think I have a feeling that's where I'm going to end up being at. Yeah, I got to I got to I'm inclined to agree. I'm going to generously give myself an eight uh, in the sense that I know I'm going to love it at least a six just because it's Transformers. Um, That said, I think they're going to surprise me with some type of Titan type situation, a large Transformer, which is really all I need to bring it home. You put in a giant Transformer and I'm going to fucking love it. Um, If you give me some Trypticon, forget about it, dude. Forget about it. Like. So I'm hoping it's going to surprise me, but I do think I'm going to come away with an eight. I think they're going to surprise me with one thing. I don't know what that thing is, but I do think I'm going to I think I'm, I think I'm going to be happy with the direction we're going. So I hope I'm right uh, and we'll see what happens. Now, before we move on to Ultimate Doom, as predicted, I have run out of my drink and I'm going to put Craig on the spot. I was spot. about to say, we should, no, we should take a break. We should pause here. We I was going to take... put you on the spot. This is going to be all right, fine. We'll take, we'll take a break. No, because I got to. I got to and I don't feel like actually doing it on mic this time. Okay, uh, I guess Craig all the... Uh, so I think uh, what we'll do is um, well, I will actually because we're, we're right about like 37 minutes so uh, I'm going to put a little thing in the show notes you know, if somebody just wants to get into the episode, they can do that uh, but because I, 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 don't, I don't know if we're at that place yet where we could split it into do, do bonus episodes <laughs> I don't know. All also, right, well, it's more work for me. <laughs> I hear you. We'll put the timestamp in uh, either check the description or, or maybe I don't know what Craig's gonna do because he's pretty pretty. Well, time. if you're if you're listening to this already, you already know. That's true. Yes. Yeah, so what the so fuck are we talking? This about? is really this just is, for us. Let's just cut all this shit out. This is just <laughs> garbage. Anyway, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, for us it'll be five minutes. For you it'll be two seconds. We'll be back in just a second to talk about Ultimate Doom. Everybody, get ready. The Ultimate Doom. And obviously we didn't do that. Decided to release it as a bonus episode anyway. Hopefully you already listened to the episode where we discussed the Ultimate Doom Part 1 and you enjoyed that. Hopefully you enjoyed our little bonus episode here talking about Netflix and all the other stuff. And we'll see you this Tuesday for the Ultimate Doom Part 2 on an all-new Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. (laughs) 